This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. I'm Nick Hoadley, and each week you can join me as I interview leading InsureTech executives from around the world. We will be learning about the different InsureTech technologies and finding out how they can be a benefit to both insurance brokers and carriers when it comes to delivering for your customers. We'll also be learning about the different career opportunities available to insurance leaders within the InsureTech space and what benefits that can give to your career. I hope you enjoy the show. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Kevin Abramson. Kevin is the president at Coverwell. Coverwell are an insurtech based in New York City, making a huge, huge, huge impact on the trucking industry in America. And it's a pleasure to have Kevin join us on the show today. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, no, excited to be here. Kevin, it's a pleasure to have you here. You know very well that we've been trying to have you on this show for quite a while now. So we finally got you given in to our request. Kevin, before we before we talk more about Coverwell, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about your personal career, your journey, and what led you to the position you now have as the the president there at Coverwell? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, appreciate the you know staying on top of me to, to get this book. So uh, you know, uh, w- welcome the opportunity to kind of chat with you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd say my you know my career path has been probably one of pretty similar to many people in insurance. You know, kind of ended up here with dumb luck. I don't think when I was a young child, I was hoping to be in the insurance industry, but I studied finance undergrad, I had some ambitions to be a uh, trading options on the exchange in Philadelphia. I went some, through some health issues when I was in college and, you know, my, my father was an HR personnel and HR questions on me. And in the end of that conversation, he was like, look, I think actually you want to take this, this role with, with one of the Berkshire Hathaway companies, which was Jen Re as a yeah. reinsurance underwriter. You know, it's kind of funny how it works. You know, I've had some, you know, different kind of look backs of that, that conversation. And it, it's one I was, I'm happy that my, my dad pointed me there, especially with some yeah. of the things that took place in the financial crisis and whatnot. So started my career on the underwriting side, you know, had a stint at Genry, Swiss Re. You know, I would say very valuable, quite frankly, in understanding where the insurance world, the value it brought to the, you know, I guess to the world. Those organizations, I think also from a culture standpoint, really gave me the opportunity to work for some good leaders that really valued culture and what you got to bring. And I think that's one of the strengths of the insurance industry for sure. You know, I did that for a handful of years and then decided to kind of get back to maybe a little bit more of the entrepreneurial roots and, you know, jumped over to what I'd call the dark side and became a reinsurance broker, worked at, at Willis Re and led some kind of some other segment groups over there before, you know, most recently prior to Coverwell, I, I went over to Tiger Risk or now the new Howden Tiger. I went to kind of lead their specialty casualty division as well as their insurtech segment. So, you know, it's an interesting kind of piece because I, I think mm. that does dovetail nicely with, with Coverwell and what, what got mm. me here today. But, you know, as leading the InsurTech segment did have an opportunity to come across and meet many, you know, what I would call tech founders looking to disrupt the insurance industry. Many of them, you know, were very, very smart people and, mm. and really just looking to kind of disrupt this archaic business that we work in. But mm. many didn't understand the nuances. And it mm. is, as you're well aware, I mean, there is there are many nuances. This is a difficult kind of entangled business. So, you know, got to meet many of them. And, and, and quite frankly, one of the tech founders I came across was, was Dan Abrahamson, our 
our founder and CEO at Cover Whale. And very early days, kind of got to be a, a partner of, of theirs and worked with them as uh, they were one of my clients. So, you know, looking back, I think in the first, you know, year plus of Cover Whale's kind of existence, I was kind of, I guess, going through a job interview with Dan very closely to see if this would be a good fit in the future for us to work together. And then a little under two years ago, I did take on the role as, uh, as president and joined full time. Fantastic. Thank you for that, Kevin. It sounds like a great journey full of lots of small steps along the way, not a big transformation moving from a big legacy company to a startup position. You know, there's been those steps along the way and particularly that time at Tigeris really sort of prepared you for making that move into a startup, into a scale-up business and being able to see the opportunity there. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I think, you know, like, look, I, I think at one point in time be- before joining Tiger, I had a little bit of that, I don't know, midlife insurance crisis of just in my career of wondering, you know, did I want to stay in this kind of career path? I went back and got my MBA, you know, with really the intent to maybe, you know, see what else was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think it was probably, you know, maybe halfway through my first year of that MBA program. You know, I quite frankly, I realized that the grass wasn't always greener on the other side. I saw, you know, it took a little bit of that you know, perspective to really understand what the insurance industry had to offer. Um, where I think there's a lot of, yes, there's the archaic business that we operate in. However, there are companies that are really trying to change the business for the better, trying to leverage technology to do different things. I think Tiger was a great you know, opportunity for me to go there, understand more of you know, why I wasn't one of the founders at, at Tiger, but it was an early stage company when I joined. A lot of hard work. Talk yeah. about, I'm sure, today of, you know, start, startups are not for everyone. You know, and I think that, that did give me a little bit of understanding of, you know, over those six years of just what the grind is, but also, quite frankly, what the benefit is. You yeah. know, going to the smaller organizations, working for some of the, you know, my first three stops were some of the world's largest. Um, I wanted to go somewhere where I moved the dial, you know, where I yeah. could actually kind of change, have some more influence. And, you know, that did lead me to kind of want to take the leap to Cover Whale. I just felt like it was the right time in my career. I felt like I could actually you know, drive change in this business and be a good partner, partner with Dan to really take it to the next step and, yeah. and the next step after that. Yeah, awesome. We'll obviously discuss that later, that big impact that you are having on that sector, which very much aligns with your career trajectory for sure. Kevin, as we are in the insurance coffee house, I'm here in the UK today, you're there in New York. What's your coffee of choice this morning? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say, you know, sadly, probably a little bit of a lame answer for you, um, but I will admit it. I will come clean, kind of simple. Dunkin' Donuts, kind of black coffee. That would that would be the way I'd want to start my day. I will even admit, even some days I'll even do a Keurig. So I know that'll make your viewers cringe, but I'll, I'll be full honesty there. I think we Simple end this guy. interview now, Kevin. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> interview over. Fair enough. <laughs> sure, you need any of those strong black coffees from Dunkin' Donuts to see you through the day there. Kevin, let's move on to Cover Well. Great if you could give us a snapshot of where the business is now, an overview of where the company is at this point in time. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, you know, Cover Well, I'd say at our core, we are a technology company focused on really changing that landscape of insurance. And, you know, our, our core mission is to make the world safer. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what that means, quite frankly. You know, we're doing that by bringing a proprietary, you know, tech-enabled platform that really leverages, and I would say more importantly, digests just massive amounts of real-time data to more accurately price risk. And I'd say even equally as important, monitor that risk through a continuous underwriting loop. So, you know, let me kind of unpack that a little bit. But Right now, our firm is, we are an MGA focused on the commercial auto space, I think as you alluded to in the opening, really, I think, targeted towards the trucking space to start. Currently, work with double-digit carrier partners where we've got program launch. We support roughly about five product lines. The main ones are auto liability, auto physical damage, motor truck cargo, 
and then a couple ancillary lines. We throw the word around InsureTech a lot, find, I think, you know, what that means. But, you know, in the end for us, for any InsureTech, for any traditional player, it's about pricing risk and who can do it better, who can do it faster, who can do it more accurately. There is lots of data out there, but who can digest it in a way that, that makes sense? You know, I think we'd all agree that, in, you know, the class of InsureTech 1.0 prior you know, prioritize growth at all costs. You know, we're focused on maybe loss ratio much lower down on that priority. You know, I think we've had conversations over the, you know, the last year, I think you're pretty well versed on, on, on how we approach it, but I think cover whale is different. You know, I think we view that North Star is our loss ratio that drives everything that we do. And I think that's important when we think about it as a technology company, we've got a lot of tech people here, but, but at my core, I'm an insurance person. You heard from my background. I love tech and it's not the other way around. I think we, we should chat. We'll probably chat about that of just the, the makeup of the organization. But I think that's an important piece that differentiates us. You know, I've spent various time in my career at different, you know, corners of the industry from an underwriter to broker now leading a, you know, technology company. I just, I think the opportunity for the industry as a whole is just very exciting. You know, for Coverwell in particular, you know, we're on a, you know, production premium run rate north of $400 million. Our loss ratios are market leading, you know, low 50s on a projected ultimate trended developed basis. We've raised very little money because we, we bootstrapped from the beginning. We wanted to run a good business. So I think we are different than most insure techs. You're well aware. Mark, right now we've got 40 open positions as an organization that we are searching for a player talent. It's a fun time to be in this industry. I, I do see the dynamic changing, but yeah, I mean, it is interesting place to kind of find yourself in trying to, you know, bust through with some of these traditional players that are much larger. Absolutely. Great place to be for sure. Kevin, in terms of those products that you have very much focused at the moment, commercial vehicle, commercial fleet, trucking market. Can you tell us a little bit more about the product, how they've been developed? What's the technology that you're using and how you're using that to then price those risks in a different manner to how they'd be traditionally priced in the market? No, I think what it does, it comes down to, from our standpoint, really is we are trying to leverage the benefits and all the positive stuff that the industry, the traditional kind of mindset has, but then also partnering that up with technology and data. So how do we get access to that real-time data? How do we leverage proprietary data sources as well as publicly available data sources? And really incorporate that in the upfront underwriting and pricing of that risk. I think that's the key thing that I would say, you know, with each of those lines. Our underwriting process is, you know, it's decades of insurance experts that are now trying to really kind of leverage technology to, to streamline that process. But also at times, I mean, we are trying to strip the human bias out of making certain decisions. You know, in a way, I think we're much safer to make a data-driven decision at a portfolio basis, adjust your rates accordingly as you see trends. You know, we have about a thousand different reports that we can look at, and that's kind of no exaggeration to really identify like where are the trends that we're seeing in our portfolio? Where are certain areas? Are we getting hit ratios a little bit higher, a little bit lower? Are what partners are driving good business, bad business? The visibility is, is fantastic for us, but you know, you got to do something with it. So you know, what I would say to maybe answer your question in a very long-winded way is the underwriting process itself is not different. However, it is much quicker, um, does strip a good portion of the human bias out of it. It is heavily data-driven and heavily actuarial-driven. And then really it is just trying to make sure that we are getting every single piece of data we can potentially analyze through our algorithm really to make sure that we're making wise decisions. You know, I think that's the key piece of it. And then obviously there's the continuous underwriting loop that's taking place once that, once that risk is written, which yeah. is also different than, you know, the, the typical insurance product where you write a risk and then you kind of go away for 365 days a year and, 
And then come back and say, hey, did I make money? Did I lose money? You know, with mm-hmm. us, we are, once that risk is on our balance sheet or our partner's balance sheet, as we sit as an MGA, we're really focused to try and identify who are the insureds that are developing riskier behaviors that are going to drive loss. That's what the algorithm is really trying to solve for. What 10% of insureds are driving 40% of loss? What, you know, that, that essentially in that equation, 90% of our insureds are subsidizing a good portion of a small group of insureds. And and that's what we want to do is we want to now identify them before the loss takes place and quite frankly, coach them to alleviate, yeah. you know, any of those concerns, yeah. you know, but if not, we will stick to our guns. I mean, there are some certain insurers that are just, you know, viewed as, you know, Hey, you're the insurance carrier, go away. I know how to drive. Um, I don't really care. And we will, you know, th- those are not a great fit for our portfolio and what we're trying to achieve. So. And moving on to that subject, actually, what is the benefit for the policyholder? What's the benefit for those brokers or agency that you work with of this much more scientific data-driven pricing method? What's the benefit for those stakeholders? Start with maybe the agency partners. You know, look, I, I think one of the, one of the taglines that we use kind of internally, I do think it sums it up. It's just uncommonly good insurance. You know, we try to give you more than you expect, right? So for our insurance agents that are using the platform, we are working tirelessly every day to really try to improve their overall customer experience. Um, mm-hmm. We are working extremely hard to eliminate friction in all aspects of that business as they're purchasing insurance. We know that they, you know, it's a grind for many of our partners, you know, but the value proposition to them is they can come to our platform and within two minutes of keying in information. And, and I think we'll get that down closer to 20 seconds in the, in the coming months. But within two minutes, they will have an instantaneous quote that is bindable in their inbox. That does not exist in the market. You know, the traditional insurance timeline is, could be oftentimes as, you know, two, three weeks of back and forth. And then at the end of that, you know, three week timeline, you might even get a declination. So the value proposition to us is you're going to get an instantaneous quote or a declination from us. We do like to avoid the long maybe. And I think that's important as well as really reducing the friction, making it easy for these agents to really key in information and get that findable quote. Speed sells in this business for sure. So I'd say that that's kind of one piece of the, the key stakeholder we think about. You know, for the insured, look, many of these drivers, they've got to have their vehicles on the road operating to kind of earn money for their families. We do a lot of business with owner operators, single power unit, two power units, three power units. You know, this is their livelihood, right? We understand that. So I think that's a key piece as well, the speed aspect. But, you know, equally as important, I think, for them is the cost of insurance, right? You know, the cost of insurance and the way we price it as an industry is kind of aggregated data that's really going to kind of give um, a price for the overall kind of average driver. For us, we really want to drive that home to an individual risk basis to make sure we're pricing it adequately. As I mentioned, you know, previously, the hope is we're going to identify who those 10% of the riskiest drivers, yeah. quite frankly, either coach them to be better drivers or eliminate them from our portfolio yeah. because they are driving the overall cost of insurance. In the end, you know, we can drive significant cost savings to the best drivers in our portfolio yeah. and we can still make money, right? Mm-hmm. That's the key piece for us. So we've had a lot of success and a ton of data that supports our kind of algorithm is, is pretty spot on. It's getting, it's getting better every day and smarter every yeah. day. Um, our ability to coach drivers has actually been um, extremely successful too. You know, many of these drivers, they want to be on the road. If their vehicle is off the road for two, three weeks, look, they could be kind of bankrupt, if you will. So I think it is. It's, it's, you know, the main thing I think for the agents, it's the speed, the ability to give a fair price. And then equally for the, those insureds, it is trying to make sure we deliver the most competitive insurance rate we possibly can based on their individual driving characteristics. 
yeah. and what they're actually doing on the road. Presuming those customers who've got large fleets of vehicles, presumably they've got a certain portion of those drivers, you know, are really great drivers. The technology, the accuracy of the pricing really is a benefit for them. And then, like you say, there's probably a percentage of other drivers who, you know, who would be driving up that premium. But by putting in that coaching and that risk management, you can actually bring the overall risk down and actually bring pricing down across the board. Yeah, that's right. I mean, when you think about these the fleet owners, they're trying to run a business. And while they might have favorites with drivers, it comes down to, hey, like this this is an economic you know, kind of equation for many of them. Mm. And they want to do everything in their power to lower the cost. If they could lower mm. fuel costs, mm. they would do it. If they could lower insurance costs, they would do it. So I think allowing them to have a tool that has visibility into who are the better drivers in their portfolio or in their on their team, who are the, the ones that are struggling, you know, that's great to identify it, but then you've got to also offer them the value proposition of saying, hey, we're also here to help. Let's take it to the next step and let's actually provide coaching to try to rectify some of yeah. the behavior that is driving to the more risky event. So it is fleet owners, they want the visibility in an industry to really define the value, right? Mm-hmm. I think many people just kind of begrudgingly pay their insurance. Fleet owners, especially on the larger size, like, look, they do want to understand like what is driving the rate and how do they reduce it at any cost? So I think that is the visibility and then really how do we kind of rectify it with the solution? Yeah. And previously that's always been smoke and mirrors situation where they just haven't had the insight into that data and it'd be very difficult for them to be able to monitor that, really taking that out of their hands. You're giving them more control now over their charge, their insurance portfolio and risk management across their whole fleet. Kevin, looking forward now, I know five years is a long time in your world. I know you think three months time is a long time away. Looking forward, though, particularly at the insurance market, insurtech market, what do you see ahead? What types of companies do you think are going to be successful during these times? Yeah, I mean, I think if I if I take a step back, um, and I think five years, which you, you've alluded to is a lifetime and cover whale time, but I wouldn't say that the insurance industry is broken. But I, I do think that over the next five years, a lot is going to get solved. There is a lot of very smart people that are coming into this industry. I think there's a lot of really smart people that are working really hard to try and fix this kind of, you know, I don't know, once again, I keep using the word archaic, but it is archaic nature of this business. You know, I think having this ability, whether it's in commercial, auto, or other lines of business, of being able to really have real-time visibility into the risk 24-7 and not necessarily just once every 365 days is going to be key. You know, I think it is a case of Overall, as an industry, the expense ratios that, you know, full stack insurance insurance carriers have, like for years, we've been talking about this for decades. The business is broken on that side of it. You know, so I think when I look at many of our competitors are running expense ratios, high 30, some, you know, north of 40. If we were at a full stack insurance carrier today, our expense ratio is, you know, right around 20%. We are half of that. And, and that is the efficiencies that technology can bring. Um, you cannot eliminate the human side of insurance, though, you cannot eliminate the the expertise needed when it comes to insurance. You know, when I go back to my Tiger Risk days and I was an insurtech kind of segment leader, it, it was clear people would come in and they didn't even know the difference between admitted or non-admitted, or they had never heard, you know, hey, I don't even know what this ENS thing is. You know, it's just like little things that you have to understand. It, it's messy. It's hard. This is difficult. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it is, it's going to be, I think, smart people that understand insurance are, or who are willing to really partner with people that are open to um, learning about this business, leveraging technology. You know, I, I think that's where the industry is going to go. And it's not just a cover well is doing it. I think others will as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's, there's no reason why you, you should not have an instantaneous quote 
Um, there's no reason why the model suggests that, you know, for some of the business that it should take three weeks, six weeks to get a, a quote in your inbox. You know, we, we quoted over 35,000 submissions in January, you know, just this past you know, month. And, and we did this, you know, single digit underwriters. Um, this is a data-driven business. And, and I will tell you, our, our underwriters are extremely valuable here. I mean, they are very smart. We look for them to be insightful, to take mm-hmm. all their years of experience that they've learned as traditional underwriters mm-hmm. and now really leverage that to, yeah. you know, make the technology kind of do that mm-hmm. work. But they are mm-hmm. like, you know, it, we are not putting all our eggs in technology either. I mean, it is very important to make sure you've got the expertise in-house, if that makes sense. So that insurance expertise can be of huge value to you. And I think for someone's career to be able to, you know, to make a similar move like you have, you know, cross from traditional players into the insure tech space, into the real fast pace of insure tech of a scale up business like yours. What would you say are the opportunities for the technologists out there, people maybe who work in different sectors at the moment? What would you say the advantages or the appealingness, the attractiveness of being at an insure tech or being part of the insure tech industry? This answer, you know, could could go towards you know Coverwell or many others in tech, but um, like this is fun. Like we are we are literally trying to solve daily like the problems that are presented to us. So um, there's no clear roadmap. This is going to take grit. It's going to take uh, a lot of hard work. It's going to take a lot of mistakes, quite frankly. But from a technology background, looking for an industry that is looking for somebody to now, you know, not just take what other people from before you have have told you what to do. Um, now it's take what you've learned in those industries mm-hmm. and the background and the experience you've had and now deploy it in an industry that is salivating for, yeah. you know, technology solutions. You know, I think that's what's exciting. It, it's like, we've got a lot to solve and I, I can speak, I'm, I'm sure that's not just at Coverwell, I think elsewhere as well. So I think that is, that would be the really attractive thing. And, and I'll be honest though, it's going to take, it takes a unique personality. This is not your Monday through Friday kind of job where you're doing the same thing every Monday, the same thing every Tuesday. It is, you're going to be pushed. You're going to be, you're going to have to get creative. You're going to have to kind of think differently. You know, so I, I think it's a very exciting, it'll be very challenging for many of those people, but th- there's plenty of very smart people out there that quite frankly are probably not being challenged. And I think they could really leverage all their experience into an industry that is really looking for solutions. Yeah, I agree. Agree. And what I really take from that, Kevin, is the opportunity to have an impact. So whether you're a traditional insurance business now and making that move and having working for an organization which is having a big impact on the market, or if you're a technologist and coming into the insure tech, coming into the insurance industry, and that background expertise that you picked up in other industries, you can then have a really significant impact on that business and really help the industry to transform. So Kevin, I think that aligns really well with what you were saying earlier about really making an impact. Brings us nicely onto the espresso round now, Kevin, where the questions are short, sharp and straight to the point. Are you ready for the espresso round now? I think so. I think so. The espresso round. Kevin, what percentage of your employees are from an insurance background compared to a non-insurance background? I would say, you know, just a rough numbers, I'd say right mm. now today, we're probably 50-50. Really understanding that in these kind of early years, you know, mm. you've got to have that insurance knowledge to, to really be successful. You know, as I mentioned earlier, our North Star is our loss ratio. Everything that we do is built around making sure that that loss ratio holds and we are delivering market-leading loss ratio results. And that takes insurance expertise. That's a key piece of what we are trying to build. I think over time, though, I think we'll kind of start to transition more towards that kind of, hey, 70-30, 80-20, where technology, data, AI, machine learning, federated learning 
Um, that will be a bigger piece of what we do. We've accumulated massive amounts of data. The team is like really having a lot of fun with what we're trying to do right now with that data. How do we make real time kind of get visibility insights into our business? And I think that over time, I think that will, will transition more. But you know, that won't mean that we will ever stop kind of bringing on um, people that you know are insurance experts. That's at the core of what we do. And you've got to understand, you know, quite frankly, the products you're selling and who you're selling that to and who the end user is. So I think those are key pieces that will always be in our DNA of, of insurance. But probably over time, it will shift a little bit more to the technology side. It's really great to see that balance there, Kevin. Brings us nicely on, though. Someone from a technology background, someone who's an expert in, in AI, machine learning, data science, what value could someone with that background and expertise bring to an organization like Coverwell? Yeah, look, I mean, as I mentioned, I mean, we're on the aggressive, we're on the offensive with our hiring. Um, you know, we, we've done it from a standpoint of we built an organization bootstrapped, we've raised very little money outside funding to date, you know, 16 million just shy of that. That's a one six. You know, I think many of our competitors are well north of maybe 600 million. Um, so we're trying to run a good business. Um, I think that's just the, the key piece that we are from a standpoint, building a long term sustainable business. Um, when we think about the talent that is out there that exists, I mean, we do see it as a great opportunity for us within kind of the insurance industry, um, as well as kind of some of the other fields that you were mentioning on the data side and technology. So I think it is like, look, we are looking for, I think, hungry people that want to learn, that want to be challenged. Um, there is a lot of work to be done here. We know we're the first to admit we have not solved anything just yet. Um, we, we're on the right path directionally. We're really confident that we are. And that's you know, what gives us the confidence to keep going and, you know, quite frankly, invest in the business um, as aggressively as we are. So a ton of, I think, experience in a lot of a whole wide range, whether it's product experts, it's tech experts. We've got, you know, from a growth team with account execs and business development side, we're looking for finance experts, um, the underwriting side. So in a way, as we continue on our growth, growth cycle, you know, we're looking for people in a lot of different areas that, you know, we feel that this is a time in our kind of life cycle as Cover Whale, um, as other organizations are shedding talent, um, this is where we want to really kind of grab the best talent. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just think this is the right time. I think it, it's the proof of concept is, is we've got a, a good market fit. There's no question about that. Um, we've got support from our kind of, you know, broker partners. We're not perfect. I will be the first to admit that. Um, we work every day and tirelessly trying to improve our value proposition to our insureds as well as the agents. Um, and I think really attracting strong talent in all walks of life will, will help us kind of achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say is the opportunity? What are the opportunity for the high performing talent, the A players out there, either from insurance background or someone from a technology background who's really looking to make an impact? What sort of opportunity can they have, particularly at this current point in Coverwell's life cycle, what sort of impact, what sort of opportunity can they have? Yeah, I think the, the, the opportunity is um, it's massive, I think, here. Um, and the impact that individuals can have is also massive. Mm -hmm. That is what attracted me to this opportunity. Um, that's what keeps me here. That's what gets me excited every day. I think that's what keeps you know, everyone coming back. Um, you know, this is an organization where you have an opportunity to really grab whatever you can handle. Uh, we will push. Um, I think is, you know, many of the folks at the team will probably agree with, we, we are moving fast and we yeah. will push everyone outside their comfort zone. And I think that's good. You know, I think I'm pushed outside my comfort zone on a daily basis. 
Um, I, I am being asked to do things that, that is very difficult for me that I'm, I'm, I'm challenged with on a daily basis. Um, so I think whether you're, you're coming from the underwriting side or the insurance side or the technology data, fill it in, it, it truly is the opportunity to make an impact on, you know, maybe not day one, but yeah, we're not waiting years. Um, you will have an opportunity to run with initiatives. We will look for you to really tap into your brain. Um, there is no playbook. You know, we are creating the playbook right now. We are, or are building the rocket as we, as we fly. So um, there's a lot of stuff that will kind of keep you on your heels. Um, but for many, I think that is something that excites people and gets them up every morning and, and you know, kind of wants them to come back. Absolutely. I think it sounds like a fantastic opportunity. Kevin, what piece of advice would you give to someone, potentially someone from a, a traditional insurance background who might be interested in moving to an insure tech or someone from a technology background looking to make a similar move? What would your advice be? Should they be doing in order to prepare themselves so that is a successful move? They make a successful switch like you've done. What would your advice be to them? I think I mentioned earlier in I do say it to the team, you know, quite a bit. Um, look, startups aren't for everyone. Um, I, I do, you know, I think I, I've learned that. Uh, it, they are, they're unique. Um, yeah. It's that certain aspects of a startup are harder, right? I think you, you know it probably from your, your yourself as well, Dave. But there's, there's always a sense of urgency. You know, there's a mm -hmm. sense of urgency to move quicker on everything that you do. I think if you're the individual that has a willingness to kind of get outside your comfort zone, um, mm -hmm. that's going to be something that excites you here. Um, and probably other, you know, kind of insure techs and startup. I think, you know, with us, we, we talk a lot about it is we've tried to level up from a standpoint of how we interact as a team. Um, are we holding people accountable? Are we actually, quite frankly, having radical candor? Are we being honest with ourselves? Are we having respectful debate? Um, you know, if you are unwilling, to, if you're set in your ways, if you, you know, don't want feedback from your peers, you don't want feedback from your direct reports, or even from folks that you're reporting to, you know, I'm guessing a startup's not going to be a great fit for you. You know, you've got to be honest with yourselves. You, you've got to be more than willing to kind of have an openness to um, have tough conversations. But, you know, quite frankly, like move on from it, take that and learn, right? As I said, I think, you know, Dan and myself, you know, we're probably screwing up more things than we get right, but we're trying to learn from it. We're honest with it. We admit to the team you know, when we're getting things wrong. And, you know, I think that's a key piece of as we kind of continue to grow. Uh, you got to, you know, if you're in the foxhole with people, I mean, you want to be working with people um, that you can trust, that you can have open dialogue with, uh, or it just, it just becomes kind of like a, a normal insurance job. And you're just kind of showing up at nine o'clock and, and leaving at five. And I think for us, mm -hmm. this is something where th there's urgency, there's a window, yeah. we're building, today's our opportunity. Um, what can we do today? How can we move fast? And I think that would be the biggest thing I would kind of say. Awesome. Thank you for that, Kevin. I think certainly speaking to insurance leaders, speaking to technology leaders, I think there is an appetite for making a move to the sector and particularly for high performance companies like yours there, Kevin. I think it's about doing some research, making it the right fit. And like you said, being honest with yourself, being honest with the team, making sure that it's the right fit for you, because that's then going to be a right fit for the organization as well. I know you're certainly doing that. Kevin, We've almost reached the end of our time in the Insurance Coffee House today. Time has flown by. 
as ever. Do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? There is anyone out there listening, and I'm sure there'll be lots of people very interested to learn more about Coverwell and job opportunities that you have there. What would be the best contact details or way of connecting with Coverwell? I'm pretty sure all of the job opportunities are on our website, www.coverwell.com. Um, you know, clearly, I, I try to be pretty present on LinkedIn as well, so would welcome anyone to kind of reach out through that. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, look, we are we're excited by where we are. Um, we're excited by the opportunity. I think, quite frankly, inspired by where the insurance industry is overall, how I think we are trying to embrace technology. It's not this, you know, what, five years ago, it's disrupt, disrupt, disrupt. Um, I think we're now trying to find ways of leveraging technology in, into the nuances of insurance and, and do it better, more efficiently. And yeah, no, welcome opportunities to talk with, with any folks in anyone's network, um, you know, I think it is. This is a fun time to be joining this organization. There's a lot of hard work ahead, uh, a lot of challenges. And I think that's, you know, it's for the right personality. It could be a really good fit. Yeah, really exciting opportunity. Really inspiring, actually, to hear from you, Kevin, and hear the passion that you talk about the business, but also the mission there that you're on there at Coverwell. So thank you for that. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us in the Insurance Coffee House today. It's been Pleasure to have you on. I finally tracked you down and managed to get you on the show. So we appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, no, great. Uh, it was fun, Nick. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate your perseverance and relentlessness and glad uh, <laughs> glad I could get on. So thank you. It must be something to do with the job that I have, relentlessly following up with people. But Kevin, thank you so much for your time today. To all our insurance leaders, to all technology leaders, to SureTech leaders, wherever you are listening today, we thank you for joining us. I'm sure you would have gained a lot of valuable insights, learnings, and found out a lot about CoverWell today. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or I'd like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Codley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.